Hello and welcome to the Peace Pod podcast, where we talk about all aspects of peace building. I'm Anna Lubelska and I'm the founder of the UK educational charity called The Peace Building. It can seem that the world is full of conflict and little else, but the good news is that many people around the world are working for peace and we bring you some of their stories to help inspire you and give you ideas so that you too can take action to make the world a more peaceful place. In this podcast, I'm talking to Rebecca Bollens, Deputy Head Teacher of Earlsdon Primary School, which is in Coventry City in the city centre. And we're talking about all things to do with peace and reconciliation. Yeah, hi, Rebecca. I'm really pleased to be able to speak to you about what you're doing in your school and in Coventry. And um, I've heard bits and pieces about it, but it'd be lovely to hear more. I know you're deputy head of Earlston Primary School. Do you want to say a bit more about your school to start with? Yes, certainly. Earlston is um, a sort of fairly central in, in Coventry, city centre school, but we're really at the heart of a local community. And we we really feel very passionately about our children being part of the wider community and having that social responsibility of realising the school's not just an island and we come to school and we do our thing and go, that we're actually part of a living, breathing community and we have our part to play. So, so it's very, very important to us, along with the themes of peace and reconciliation, because uh, as you as you know, Coventry is a city of peace and reconciliation and we feel it's absolutely vital in schools that our children understand the importance of this and the responsibility on them as they grow up as citizens of Coventry to uphold uphold that as a city, because it, of course, for our young people, it's really important that they take this on at a young age. That's an amazing thing, really, I have to say. When there's so much conflict around the world, and, and also in our communities, it, Coventry has such a strong mission for peace and reconciliation, obviously because of World War II and it being bombed and everything and then rebuilt so that's where it comes from but I mean to keep it going it is to me it's just so amazingly inspiring and the fact that you take it down into the classroom really that's that's really powerful so yeah fantastic yeah we certainly try to embed it within our curriculum but then of course as you say with the wider work that we do with schools across the city and looking at how we can link together um, I suppose back to our own school a little bit. So some of the things that, that Earlsden have done, the other schools, of course, in the city have done, we've taken part in the Lord Mayor's Peace Award scheme to show our commitment to peace within our school, our wider community, and then worldwide. Um, and we're also uh, something that we're very proud of as a school of sanctuary, which, of course, means that we want to be a school of welcome. We want to open our doors, not just to refugees, asylum seekers, but, of course, to anybody who who is moving into Coventry from outside of Coventry. We want to show how much we value them moving to our city. Um, so as a school, we do a lot of work with the Coventry Refugee and Migrant Centre and Carriers of Hope. And this week is, of course, a special week for us with it being the Refugee Week. So we've got initiatives in school for that. How would you get that whole idea of peace and reconciliation to be real or to be understood by 
a pupil, say, you know, eight or nine, say, years old in your primary school? How does that in practice work? I mean, across our curriculum, there are so many different strands to the work we do. And so um, I guess, for example, our work that we do is a school of welcome and showing how we um, really value having different cultures coming to our school and how we want to be a school of welcome. One of the things that we've done is we've taken part in the Arts Council Take Two collection. So the Arts Council have a lot of artworks in storage. Um, and they're running a pilot to put some of that artwork into schools. And so about a year ago, we were chosen to be one of the pilot schools and our pupils were given a selection of artworks to choose from. And they selected two that actually fit our theme of welcome and sanctuary. So the artwork, beautiful artwork is in our school, original artwork, two beautiful pieces of art. And then we do a lot of work with our pupils around this, how it reflects those themes, what those themes mean to them, what they can see in the artwork. So, for example, we've had the poet laureate from Coventry coming and talking to the children to create poetry between the two artworks and thinking what it would mean to be isolated from your community and how you could welcome somebody in. So right down to things like writing poetry, but learning, as you say, about the impact of World War Two on the city and about then the, the how Coventry moved on from that. Lots of other things. So, for example, we've held video conferences with um, various people around the world. And so we've held a video conference with a Hiroshima survivor, um, an absolutely lovely lady um, and things like that. Actually hearing real stories and doing real curriculum work really helps the children to understand what we're talking about when we talk about peace and reconciliation. So children, when they leave your school, will feel that they are ambassadors for peace and reconciliation, will sort of feel they know what that is and how that works and how to be welcoming to people. And because of all those years they've spent in your school, that will be in there, won't it? And we hope that, as you know, that they'll be not, not inspired, but it becomes just part of their daily life. Yeah. Um, and actually quite recently we had UNICEF coming in to work with our year three people, so pupils age seven, um, and straight away they started their presentation, oh, do you know what uh, an asylum seeker is? Well, and straight away every hand was up. Yes, people who had to leave their country because of persecution, climate change, they could list a whole reason why somebody might have to leave their country. And then what, you know, if you were an asylum seeker, what you would hope to, to go to, and they could articulate this. So we felt really... I suppose, please, that actually, as teachers, you know, you we create this work and we talk to the children. You think, is it really, is it really sinking in? And then when you hear our children articulating it so beautifully, um, it's yeah, it's very reassuring that some of those messages they're taking on board and hopefully will be part of them as an adult. Yeah, I think they will be definitely, definitely. Such a formative stage of your life, isn't it? Primary school. What about, tell me a bit about that Japanese, your Japanese peace garden that you have, or is it in the school or somewhere else? No, so so um, probably about four years ago, we were approached um, by the Japan Foundation in London to run um, a Cities of Peace project with uh, Japan. And so we had five schools working together and we looked first of all at uh, various things linked to peace and reconciliation. The children wrote haiku poems actually linked to linked to peace and they, these actually were displayed in the embassy of japan they were really beautiful and we 
we displayed them on trees, lit up trees. Um, so they were read. The next stage of the project, we looked at something called no theatre, which is a very traditional theatre in Japan, and how yeah. that can tell the story of people going through difficult times. And then the final part was looking at Japanese peace gardens, Karasansue, dry gardens. And so the children from five schools, actually, designed with the help of a Japanese landscape garden designer, they designed a garden that's gone in, that then they built in the War Memorial Park, which is a city centre park. Um, so it's the main the main park for, you know, for, for anybody in the city, of course, and for visitors. Um, but they were involved in creating this very beautiful garden, very, very authentic. And it's got um, very key features of Japanese stone gardens in it. There's a stone crane, a stone turtle, which are important symbols. But they've also created two islands and it's they've called it Islands of Peace. And across the islands, there's a, a it, the, the islands are kind of manned. It's a bit hard to imagine it, but if you look on the internet, you can see pictures of it. But there's a stone bridge between them. There's kind of a broken bridge. And the children have decided that the garden represents either two people or two countries trying to make peace, but the bridge is broken to represent how peace isn't just something you just say, oh, we want peace and we'll just do it. We'll just go across. It's kind of it's got that element that's that's harder that you have to work at so this is an element of this slightly broken bridge in between the two islands um and then the children not only designed had the ideas designed it they were there from digging up the ground to brick laying to cement laying to um planting the trees that made the border of it and we feel we feel really delighted that the garden is actually a really important place for many people to come to many people use it as a place of tranquility um and it's quite unique because it's very unusual for children to be involved in designing a japanese garden because it's something very very particular and so it has been sort of shared worldwide isn't it you know an example of yeah. what other people might do oh, has it has it that's interesting yeah. yes yeah Yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Some, and in fact, actually, when we had a, a poetry piece reading there, that you, I think alluded to a few weeks ago, quite a tall young man came and he said, "Oh, I was actually part of building this." He said, "It's part of me. This this garden is part of me." And and you know, we were joking, saying, "Well, when you come back with your children, you'll say, yes, I I planted that tree. I put those rocks.'" I said, "Yes, I feel that this is such an important to me as a person growing up that I was part of building this." city-wide garden yes yes it's amazing isn't it um and coventry i, I just love coventry because it has that feel of a sort of an accessible city it's, it's kind of a good size isn't it i feel that you can feel you belong to coventry and it's got the cathedral and the and the museum do you ever take children to the herbert museum to that room that they've got for peace and reconciliation Yes, certainly. I mean, we we try to make the most of our city centre. And in fact, we're really lucky. We're blessed as a school because we're within walking distance of the city oh, centre. Nice. So we we kind of see that as an extension of our classroom. So so within Coventry, we've got the Peace Trail, which is a really fantastic way for people to get to know about the history of our city. Um, and as you say, the cathedral, the, the, the Peace and Reconciliation Gallery at the Herbert. So we really were steeped in all of this the history and also then leading on from the history where the you know how we've got to where we are now so we we make good use of that and what do you do you do pupils bring up um current conflicts you know not i mean ukraine is obvious example but there, there, there are so many others do they do they ever think 
oh, well, why can't we stop wars? I mean, do you, do you get difficult questions put to you? Yes, I think we do. And I mean, I guess, as I say, Ukraine particularly, and that's brought up a lot of questions. And and I think from a child's point of view, it can be quite difficult to separate a political party and, and, and their part in the world with the ordinary people. So we really, you know, do a lot of work unpicking that and saying, you know, with, for example, with the Ukraine war, that children don't just think it's all Russians who want a war, that, you know, that we try and break that down and, and look at it in a bit more detail and look at it from a political point of view and what, what I guess, ordinary people, how they feel about being involved in conflict. So it, it, it raises some very interesting discussions. And I suppose that discussing at school feels safe, doesn't it, for them that they can talk at school where, you know, with their teachers and their and their fellow pupils, it's a safe space, isn't it? Yes, and sometimes it's that opportunity to ask things or voice things, try things out loud that might have that might have been worrying them, but they didn't have that opportunity within their family setting or, you know, wider friendship groups to talk about. So yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember anything like that at my primary school. <laughs> but that was a long time ago. But um, and 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 I guess to have that kind of um, at, in primary schools is. Do you think? Do you think we're unusual in England to be tackling, discussing these things so much in primary schools? Or, do, or have you got any sense of? whether we're kind of pioneering or do other schools, it's probably hard for you to say. Yeah, a little bit hard to say. Um, I think other schools around the world do, but I guess it depends on, you know, where you are and the motivations. Because even within the UK, I guess you get maybe pockets where it's more prevalent and then other areas where it's less less prevalent. And what do you do about, um, do you do restorative justice at all in your school? What do you do when, you know, kids start disagreeing about things and falling out with each other? Yeah, we've um, worked for a long time with the Peacemakers, who are a fantastic organisation. And so they've trained um, a lot of our students to be peer mediators. Uh, so we have peer-to-peer -peer resolution of conflicts, so the children have spent a long time learning how to resolve conflicts between their peers. But the Peacemakers also worked with our staff as well and, and helped us as a staff to grow and to use um, the language, I suppose, of restorative justice, but also to help help people solve conflicts when peer to peer support hasn't worked. Yes, yes, I know that. That again, that's an area where which we didn't have at school, and would have been so useful. It's to learn that you know when you're primary school, and then you can take that into your relationships, into secondary school. Hopefully, they would support it, and into your your own family when you grow up what well, I'm just going to ask you what about new projects or anything have you got anything that you're planning at the moment yes we have actually yes we've got um yes a really a really amazing opportunity came up because we're actually a UNESCO partner school and the UNESCO partner school the mission is of course is that focus on peace and so we were invited to go to an international peace conference in Kyoto Japan in September and so we'll be taking five of our students and five from a partner secondary school. But what we've done to try and engage the wider city is we've had workshops and workshops and arts workshops for children from many schools around the city in, in these months leading up to it. So to try and engage and get ideas and 
not keep it just to our two schools. Oh, so is it is the aim to go and for them to get to know Japanese pupils and will it be sort of bigger, bigger gathering in Japan from different countries? Is that how it will work? So, yes. So all yeah. UNESCO partner schools from around the world have been invited. Oh, okay. So it's so so there's going to be many countries represented and then there's going to be an opportunity for young people to talk about peace initiatives in their own communities, learn from each other, try and get some ideas that they can bring back and try, you know, obviously finding out what peace initiatives are, say, for example, happening in, in Brazil. They say, oh, well, yes, let's let's have a look at that, how that works. What could we learn from it? What could we bring back to our city? And so uh, that's how that, that's the sort of things that the children will be doing. Yes, I can imagine that they will, the ones that go will probably go on to have careers in the diplomatic service or international development or, that you know, it will affect what, what happens to them in life, won't it? It's such a profound thing to go to Japan as a primary school pupil and meet other people and yeah, fantastic opportunities. Yeah, you say. Yeah. I think you know, for the for a city, we feel very proud as a city that we were selected from all of the schools in the UK. Our city was selected um, because, of course, of the link with peace and reconciliation. So I think it's certainly as a city, we feel really honoured and privileged to be able to take part in this. And do your parents and carers, you know, your pupils, do they? Do they support this approach that your, you know, that your school is is so much to do with peace and reconciliation? Yes, very much so. Yes, they're very, very supportive. So we are really lucky with that. Oh, well, that's brilliant. I feel sure that we should be giving you a peaceful school award, but I'll um I'll email you about that separately. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel so doesn't feel so peaceful after some lunch times when it's like <laughs> being a city centre school got a tiny little playground and a lot of children. <laughs> How many pupils have you got? We've got 420 pupils. Oh, so it's a decent sized school. Isn't we it? don't have a field. So we um oh. we we creative with a concrete playground and um, yeah we, we we have different things that we do but um yeah it feels feels a little bit busy sometimes thank you very much for your time that's really what i wanted to know that's really really nice rebecca thank you for listening to this episode of the peace pod we hope it motivates you to build peace in your life to find out more about peace building please check out our online peace museum www thepeacebuilding.org.uk. Thank you.